So, hey guys, um, it's Ganesh, and we've got Connor Hitchens on, so this is the FitSense podcast. So, Connor is um, the UKFC Pro European Fairweight Champ, um, you're also, you've won loads of, loads of titles now. I think I've had um, about eight titles now, eight now. Just, just racking them yeah. up. So, the reason I wanted to get Connor on, so I used to train um, a little bit with Connor probably about a couple of years ago, and... Um, I'd heard about Connor and everyone would be like, oh, Connor's like the next big thing coming up. And then I think on my first night at reps, so I come in and Connor's like, Connor's got a bit size in him now. <laughs> Connor, Connor a couple of years ago was like, yeah, probably like, smaller. yeah. And smaller. I think at the time you were like 20, 30 kilos smaller than yeah. me. And then Connor subs me like 12 times in six minutes. And I know oh, that, that first round never did be worth Yeah. It. And I was like, ah, oh, right. Okay. I understand <laughs> now. So... But Connor, Connor's been in this game now for a while. I'm yeah. like, you're only going to get better. So, yeah, we wanted to get you on for that. So, obviously, the first thing I wanted to go through is, how did you get into MMA? So, what year was it and how did you get into it? Uh, uh, I think, well, just turned 24 last week. So, I started, literally, uh, I was just turning 16. So, right. I think that's like eight years ago. Yeah, eight yeah. years ago, I think it is. And... Um, I've always been involved. I did karate and that when I was younger. Right. My granddad's a black belt and my grandma's a black belt. Like, they used to have their own gym right. and that. And um, I started it and then I didn't take it serious. And then I was, was grappling with my mates and that on park. Ended up <laughs> in gym. And so, then yeah, I never fucking left. Did you did you go to reps first or did you go to another gym? Um, reps was the first ever gym. I, I, I went to karate. Yeah, yeah. Did a bit of that. And then sacked that off. And then I started at reps, and then I've never done anything since. So I learned everything basically with Steve at reps, Steve and Jordan. So for, for context, so Steve's obviously head coach at reps. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jordan's Jordan the was, wrestling coach. Yeah, Jordan now, was a fighter when I started. Yeah, he, was, he was same age as me, Jordan, and um, yeah, he's uh, he taught me. He's taught me a lot of things. I wouldn't be where I am now without Jordan. Like, see, J- Jordan's one of the people. Like, I remember like first meeting him, and I was just a bit like what is this guy and then he teaches you yeah, so technically everything. he knows and everything yeah, yeah. and it, it's but he was amazing. a beast of a fighter as well if anyone wants yeah. to watch any of Jordan's fights search him online he used to maul people yeah. for fun like really good fighter Jordan I, I obviously like I said to him I was like I want you to come back soon because yeah. like, he, he puts it on people yeah, but... he was made a fight only last year but injuries got in the way again yeah, yeah he's I'm hopefully see him back soon. Yeah, definitely. And well, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about injuries coming up. Yeah. But um, so obviously, you, you started from an early age, and then we we obviously I wanted to talk to you about because the sport's changed. Yeah, like, definitely. And I think obviously the the big promotion that everyone knows, UFC. Yeah, UFC. They um, they've partly changed the game and the fact that you see a lot of fighters back then. Maybe a bit of like pot bellies, not yeah, really taking it seriously. Yeah, and Roy Nelson. I think the the person who changed MMA for me was Conor McGregor. Yeah, he me brought the technical side into it and the stand up. Like you, if you watch fights like Rampage Jackson and <laughs> yeah. people like that, it's not technical stand up, is it? No, it's no. just brawls, like pride fights. It's just yeah, brawling. Yeah. And it's then literally you see, fighting in a phone box. Yeah, and then you see the Conor McGregor style of it, and everyone else starts watching that, and then you see these people trying spinning kicks and. Yeah. back kicks and wide stances and switching switching levels with the strikes and you didn't see that before and really no and I think that's that's interesting because you, you're right like you see now you've got supreme technical people like yeah. you've got 
Israel uh, Adesanya, Wonderboy well. Wonder Aaron Till, and yeah, they they these guys are supreme strikers, yeah, and like something that Joe Rogan, obviously the commentator of UFC, always says is that setting traps. Yeah, and I never Fakes understood it. And yeah, things like that. I never understood it until I watched you, um, and I think I think it might have been you. Jordan was doing pads for you, yeah, and you were setting was it the one, little. Was it the one at the vault when? I yeah, the guy with the body kick. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like setting little things up, and I was just like, ah, right, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. Like, the, there is little things you, you do that just sets things up. Yeah. So obviously, that that's changed over the over the years. So obviously, the science has changed a little bit as well. Yeah. I know maybe you don't really do that, do you? At the minute, no. like you like your Mars team. Like, <laughs> I'm a chocolate man. <laughs> Connor Hitchens is a chocolate man. <laughs> Getting that out there. Did it, wait, didn't you have the conversation with Jake about this? Yeah. About, because um, was it after one of your fights, or it might have been, I think, after you finished the cup, you were just there, like, I just wanted a chocolate. Yeah. Like, this is before, I fought a guy once when I was an amateur, and the week before the fight, that's all I was doing, just eating chocolate <laughs> for breakfast and that, and then I had to cut the weight, obviously, five kilos or something it was, and honestly, I'll never do that again. In my life. <laughs> disgusting, but... The thing is, when I hear this, some of these stories, like, it, it makes me realise how amazing you are as a fighter yeah. because no one could just do that like oh. any other person gets absolutely their ass handed to him I was only like 17 at the time though, so I was still kind of new to this learn the diet and things like that but yeah and you were since, growing into it yeah like since I turned professional the diet that I've been on I don't have a nutritionist but yeah. I because I've been doing it this long now I kind of understand yeah. what my body needs to get me to the weight and um, yeah since I've turned professional started taking it serious the weight's not really been an issue so I'm not really bloated too high, and the yeah. cuts have only been within three kilos usually. So do because what? So featherweight is is it sixty six? So sixty six, sixty five point eight for a title fight. Right, and what do you normally like walk around at? Uh, about seventy six, which isn't that that no. bad of a cut, really. Well, I could I, I like to diet down to about seventy one. Right. And then do the like Blast. 70, 71, and then do the water loading. Yeah. Try and get down a little bit more. And then, yeah, on the day, that's... I usually do like two kilos, two, three kilos. And still, that's not nice though, doing the two, three kilos. It, it's but... funny because I think most people that haven't done a weight cut, and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, um, two or three kilos sounds like a lot. Yeah, you get people and... say, oh, can I not do that? Yeah. No, I, mean, I said, no, I won't recommend it. No, no. Out. It's not healthy. No, I'm like, we'll, we'll talk about it because I think we are going to end up doing a podcast and I think I was talking to Deck about this about doing a podcast about weight yeah. cutting because I've, I've done one just as a test and we'll talk about it in a sec so um, we talked about levels sparring so our, our gym was known for being like complete nut jobs yeah. going into into the gym like obviously back before I started going um, probably when you were starting yeah. there where it was heavy sparring yeah so well it's so you've got to, I think you've got to do have some rounds heavy sparring, but I like to limit the heavy sparring now. Whereas back then, you used to see people sparring and they'd be just going all out. Do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But I think a lot of fighters have got smarter to the idea of spar smart and save your brain for later on in the in your career, and you can take bigger shots in your fights then instead yeah, yeah. of taking them in the gym. Do you know what I mean? Well, it was uh, a lot of the Brazilian guys that did um, from, was it Shooterbox? Yeah, they, Silva, yeah. They, they were known for being absolute nut yeah. jobs because they just go in, for context of people listening, and if you guys aren't really into MMA, they'd go in and just spar fully like they were in a fight, like just try yeah. and take each other's Knees heads to off. head and everything. Yeah. Fucking... 
not and holding that, back. And and that's a scary thing because, like you said, you've got you've got part of like you need to save your brain for later on in your life because yeah. there is going to be a life after MMA. That's what I mean, yeah. And you don't want to be this person that's like a vegetable yeah, after cabbage. MMA. Yeah. But I like to limit it to one one every spar a week, and right. then I'll probably do one like lighter yeah, spar yeah. during the week. That's just to get the movement and yeah, flowing yeah. and. So what's the difference between for obviously people that listen aren't into MMA or anything? So what does heavy sparring look like? Heavy sparring, it'll just be basically like a fight. You're going at a fight pace. Right. Okay. Shots are not hundred percent. Still not hundred percent. You'll be throwing at about eighty percent. Right. Okay, yeah. Still throwing to land and not hurt. If you hurt them, then it's yeah, yeah. just it just happens. Yeah, I mean? yeah. You're not trained to hurt them. You're just throwing your shots a little bit heavier. Um, body shots, leg shots, always like ninety hundred percent because. You can do that, do you know what I mean? Um, I'm guessing the only thing you... Because obviously... It's just the tempo in the pace of the sparrows yeah, yeah. as well. Like, you fight, you're sparring like you're in a fight. And well, the difference between the technical sparrows, you're just picking shots and moving around slowly yeah. and trying to find your footwork and what works best for you. So if you were doing a heavy spar, would you do knees and elbows in that heavy spar? If you've got the pads, knee pads right, and yeah, elbow yeah. pads, yeah. If, if not, then... I'd need to the body, regardless yeah, yeah. whether I've got knee pads on or not. Yeah. But um, I'd keep that. Or you wouldn't want to break someone's ribs or something, so I just go a little bit lighter yeah. with the knees. So people listening, obviously the difference is that amateurs they can't do elbows. Um, they can't do knees to the head either. Or heel hooks. Yeah. Or yeah. Or any sort uh, of more technical leg locks. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas obviously at the level you're at now, you can that that's do just opened up. Yeah, which this is an interesting one because you you've not really gone for many. Elbows, have you? No. Is it? Because, like... It's harder was, than you think, though. Like, before me, before when I was turning pro, I was like, oh, can't wait to get... I remember you saying this to me. Elbow, this guy on floor, and then I'm, I'm in there grappling with him, and I'm like, get off my arms. <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't get my arms out to elbow him, so... It is harder than you think, and so it's just easier sometimes to choose the punches, and then that will set up maybe one elbow. Yeah, yeah. And you slip that in, and then from there, you've got to work again, a few couple of punches, elbow, and he's going to grab an overhook or an underhook. Yeah, yeah. You've got to post and frame and work some things from there, so it's not as easy as you think. And, and obviously, we, we we were talking about kind of what's changed, and it's like things like heel hooks as well yeah, are a massive thing at the minute. Definitely. So uh, in in jiu jitsu, you've got um, heel hooks, which are a leg locks in effect. Yeah. But that sort of changed the game, and like there's obviously all the Danaher Beth yeah, squad. Like, yeah. so you've got Gordon Ryan, who's just like he is going to end up being the goal yeah, of like no game. He he's obviously more technical, and do you ever think about? Because obviously, I think our gym's a bit more of a more jujitsu gym, a yeah, wrestling gym than anything. Wrestling jujitsu yeah. in it. Do you do you consider yourself as just being a cage wrestler or jujitsu practitioner, mm. or because like I I see myself now as an all rounder. Me, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to my next fight, and I'll show people that I can knock people out as well, because that's what I'm looking for now. I want to get some knockouts. I've had the TKOs, I've had the submissions, so I'm coming in to take someone's chin clean off for my next fight, and I'm looking forward to it, honestly. The thing is, right, like, I was saying this to Depp before, like, you listen to MMA fighters say stuff like that, like, all the time, but then it's different when it's someone you know you've trained with as well, like... I know, like you say this, and you flipping needed it, yeah. and it's and it's like, like people have literally seen fifty percent of what I'm capable of. Oh yeah, for sure. So and I know, I know that I've got so much more to show people what I can do, and I know like when I watch these fighters, even some fighters in the UFC, I know that I can beat them, and these guys on Bellator, and 
Cage Warriors. No matter where they are, what show they are on, I know I can compete with the people yeah. who consider themselves the best in the world. I, I know I can compete with them people. I just need to get the opportunity and I'll show people that I'm up there with the best. Hold that thought because we are going to talk about that because, like, all I'm saying is I'm glad I'm not fighting you. Like, <laughs> there's probably, what, like, a good 20 key difference between yeah. me and you, but not a chance. Like, I'll happily grapple anyone else at the gym, Bark on her. Um, so... Obviously, we've spoken about the how it's changed. Um, obviously, I did ask you before about the Adam Gregory fight. Yeah. So, me, me, you, you, your girlfriend Becky, yeah. and your mum. Um, I was taking you all home after your last fight, and you were knackered after that fight. Yeah. I, I remember having to steal ABs, oh, flipping yeah. brownies for you, <laughs> flapjacks. And you're spitting the things out, saying like, "This is dry." Amy <laughs> <laughs> can. So Aaron Aby is like he is like superhero. Yeah. Like, he, like I'm hoping overcome to overcome like, all the odds. Yeah, and I'm hoping to get him on for a podcast because yeah, his story be podcast that. Yeah, his story, story is amazing. But like I've stolen this guy flapjacks with Connor because Connor's flaked out <laughs> after the fight, and I'm like having some adrenaline dump whenever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was exhausted. So well, that fight camp for that fight it wasn't the best fight camp I've ever had. I was went to a. Higher level. Higher level of MMA in Scotland, which is a gym full of really, really good guys. Is there a lot of pros there then? Lot, yeah, loads of pros, but the amateurs are like pros as well. It's right, a really yeah. good gym, so the amateurs at the pro level, but they're just amateurs still. Yeah. Um, they've got UFC guys, Stevie Ray, Dan Emery. Oh, right, yeah. Um, some really good up-and-coming guys as well. So me and Chris Morris, we went down, um, and it was my fr- He'd been there like two weeks before me, Chris. So I went down. I know this story, so I know what's coming. First sparring session for me, right? And I'm sparring and I'm feeling good, feeling all right in the rounds. Last round of the spar, this guy just kicks me, it ribs. That's it, I just collapsed at four thinking, couldn't breathe out. And then next minute, I'm just stuck on mats for about half an hour, like, just like people are sparring around me and I'm just let up four, not to move, you know what I mean? And yeah, turns out I'd even, I don't know, they didn't x ray my ribs, but. they said it, whether it's bruised or cracked, it'll still feel the same. So yeah. they just gave me some tablets and sent me on my way. In. So I, I literally trained for that fight, just diet pads and jogged. That's it. Just hit some pads and jogged, and I didn't wrestle nothing. I was which is like, tough going really because yeah. for a camp like especially when I'm more of a wrestler as well. Well, that's the thing. Like you want to be able to do that because I I say this a lot to people that have that are either thinking about doing MMA or ask me because I've done like a little, yeah. like a very small amount in comparison to what you guys yeah. have done. And I say, start with wrestling first because yeah, that yeah. that gives you the basics. Everything else everything. is easy learning it once you've wrestled. Yeah. I remember coming to the fir- first one of like Jordan's Fridays and I remember after he was like, oh, do you have a good time? And I'm there like, no, mate, no. <laughs> Why are you back, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah. God. It's um, tough, but... So that that obviously camp didn't go to plan because I remember Becky saying even in the car to both of us like she was just like normally you would have been there for yeah. longer but you came back earlier didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Thing um, is with that fight it was probably the worst performance I've had, but I still got the win on sixty percent and I was injured so I know if I can go in there at sixty percent and injured still fight for five threes tough fight against a decent fighter yeah he's good do you know what I mean so I know if I can do all that then when I'm 100% or 90% because yeah, yeah. like we were saying before you're never 100% before no, a fight no. but going in there 90% I'm a problem for these guys so if so, I can do that then I'm happy I think this is very interesting because you fought Adam before hadn't you? yeah literally about 
I don't know, a couple of months before, about two, three months yeah. before, I think it was. And I remember you saying in the car with me, because I, I, I checked with Conor about, obviously, whether you wanted to talk about yeah. it or not. Like, I remember you saying to me, and it was like a weird, like, thing, and it was, you just went, he put on a lot of strength in yeah, that time. definitely. Like, and I remember he looked strong as well in there. He bigger, didn't he? Like, you can see on the yeah. pictures that he's a lot more muscular. I've spoke to him since, i spoke to him about it, and he said... You focused a lot more on strength yeah. and size before that fight. So because you sparred with him at reps a couple of was it a couple of weeks or months later, or he came down. I yeah, remember. sparred with him yeah. since then. Yeah. So I think that's I think good. I've sparred with him twice since then, but it's good. Yeah, it's like you say, fight him and then yeah, same with him, it? learn learn from each other. Because obviously you get you get some fighters that there is a bit of a bad blood there, yeah. like and you even see it at amateur level. Like I've very... never had that yet. I'm some waiting for it. Though. <laughs> be a good little buzz, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? Waking up and just giving each other shit one morning on. well just wait for that because when we talk about the, what you've got for yeah. the future because I, I checked something out about this is a, going back a couple of months ago yeah. and about is it a Kabata yeah, from EFC EFC guy yeah. so we'll talk about that <laughs> so obviously the, the strength factors it was a big thing for you but I don't know whether that was because I had not wrestled for yeah, yeah. six to eight weeks so my strength might not, my wrestling cardio and strength might not have been as good as so if I wrestled for the six to eight weeks, you might not have felt as you might yeah, felt yeah. a bit stronger, but I might have dealt with it better. Well, but, and if and if someone Google's Adam's record, it's not ex- exactly the best. No. But he's not a he's not a bad fighter. No, it's no. not like that. Well, he had he's had one loss for disqualification, I think, and then over well, two losses two to me. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So and he's game like, to scrap as well. He's a good fighter. Oh yeah, and he, and he you know it's really funny because before he was fighting you, so obviously I was doing a bit of work for Steel on UKFC yeah, yeah. and I was like upstairs and um, I'm there, I'm watching and Adam's in a sleeping bag. Yeah, fast asleep on four. I bear in mind, they're literally like not even a hundred yards down down like where the actual stage is and everything. Yeah. There's people fighting and like people going mental and he's just asleep. Uh, and I'm like, I didn't know who he was. I was like, who the fuck's this guy? He's just, just there. Just to sleep. Yeah. Like. He's just there, like, meditating and uh, everything. And I'm just like, who is this? And then it was only till someone was like, he's fighting Connor. And I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> relaxing. Yeah. And it, he's... The thing is, with Adam, he, he is a strong guy and I think he'll come... He'll come very good. Yeah. And I think he's... The thing is, he seems like a guy from even watching him on on certain videos as well. Because I've watched a couple of his fights after, he'll learn from a lot of the stuff. Definitely. But whereas you will as well, and you're gonna like, we'll go on to the future. I'm on on to bigger. I want bigger and better things. Yeah, exactly. I think I'd like to think I'm on to more European fights now. Yeah. Bigger fighters with bigger records and better money. So that's what I'd like to think I'm on to next. Maybe. UFC in three fights, two, three fights, who knows, do you know what I mean? So, before we talk about the future, because I think the future is going to take up a lot of this podcast, because yeah. there is there's a lot of excitement about you, but and it's warranted. Like Sometimes yeah. we hype up people, like we talked about it in the car a little bit, we hype up people a bit too early, yeah. but with you, it's just like, it's right, like yeah. it's the right time and everything's like going into gear. So, the last thing I want to talk about really before we, we go on to the future was the mental side. Because that is a that is a massive thing. Yeah, definitely. And we talked about it earlier about I I think we both have a massive appreciation for anyone that steps in a cage, yeah. anyone that competes. Yeah. Because it takes. Well, if a lot anyone gets anyone gets in though, it's fucking like we're saying. You said you've done your grappling comps and that. Even just doing a grappling comp, that yeah, takes yeah. some some balls to get in and do that. Do you know what I mean? Because the nerves are the same. The nerves of a fight and the nerves of a grappling comp. There's no fucking. There's no difference. No. You're still it, competing and people are watching you. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And like. 
just for me personally, so I was the last grappler of the day, right? Uh, and the guy I came up against, I was telling you about it. So the guy I came up against was a blue belt. And I I'm, wasn't ranked or anything. I'd been doing jiu-jitsu like, for six months. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have. Whereas a blue belt's like two years, in it? Yeah, exactly. And he, and he probably could have been a bit better than that. And he um, he came in and like his... He's obviously his coach, uh, Cam from yeah. ASW. is a black belt, yeah, so he's, really he's good guy, yeah. yeah, and he's he's a really sound guy. And like his old camp were watching me, where I think Steve had only just come back from because I think he went to IMAS with yeah. John James, and then there was a whole the thing where I he think he had a cut, yeah, something happened. So um, obviously, I didn't really have everyone around me, like any of my proper teammates. <laughs> so it was a bit like. I'm, either, uh, <laughs> I'm bugging already yeah. and this absolute bad mountain that I'm coming up against is absolutely balling me. Off, yeah. Honestly, it was really funny <laughs> because about two seconds before, my mum turns around to me because my mum came to watch my cousin do yeah. and my mum says, oh shit, I heard that and I was like, yeah, cheers, thanks mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cheers for that. I know, <laughs> the guy's massive. <laughs> but like, we go back to like, there is a massive mental side. Yeah. Like, so... What do you do for your mental side? Because you you have a very concrete mind. Yeah. For me, I've been doing it that long now. Like, I think it all started when I had my very first fight. I wasn't even fully warmed up because I was meant to be on later on. Oh, really? And oh, then all right. they, they've come in and they've been like, they've called your name out. I'm like, fucking hell, you're joking. So I've had to fucking whack my shorts on and <laughs> fucking run out. I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is my, I've got a fight now. So I went, I didn't, I didn't get time to think, right... Like, I'm just going to happen like this. I'm going to go in and do this. I, I didn't get time to soak anything it was up. Just it was like, like right, you've called your name out. My music's playing. Music's playing on my heart. <laughs> so I've had to run out and I had that fight and then I thought I've just been cut, like consistently fighting. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, I've just got a tough mind and I believe that when I'm competing, there's no one who can beat me. Yeah, and definitely. if you are going to try and beat me you've got to fucking bring everything to beat me because I'm not just going to lie down for nobody. Yeah. So the, the thing is, like, I think you, you sometimes we... Like, especially at reps, like, you, you see that many people come and go from yeah. it. Like, myself, like, I came and, and went away. But then it's, like, the people that stay, like, you, that have that mind yeah. where you can just I think it's just it. how competitive I am as well. I've, oh, just got God, to, yeah. I've just got a switch in my head that if I'm competing, I'm going to win. And, and bear in mind... I believe that no matter what I do in fighting, that I'll, I'll beat anyone at anything when I'm training with them or anything like that, so... Can I just say, though, this isn't just with MMA, because I know you're competitive yeah, with FIFA as well. Like, me and you would be everything. taking a piss out of it. Everything. Like, competitive at everything. doesn't matter what it is. Honestly, if you're on my team for something and you're not trying, you're going to get some shit. You know what I mean? You're never going to be on my team again. Have you have you watched the Michael Jordan documentary? No, no, it's something I was meant to be watch. I was going to watch it, but no, I've not got around to doing it. So obviously, he's like the same, isn't he? Yeah. So he so for for everyone listening, so Michael Jordan talks about in one part of the Last Dance, and he he talks about how he just berates his teammates yeah. if they're not pulling the weight, and like some obvious some people really excel with that, whereas some people do just fold yeah. out and they're just like, nah, that's not for me. You've got to have that. You've got to have that killer instinct and. That will to to risk everything and win and do you know what I mean? That's what you've got to be. You can't just be in there and you can't doubt yourself just before you go out to fight someone. If you're doubting yourself just before you go out to fight someone, then you, you've, you've fucked up already. Well, like, do you, do you think you can have a bit of? You can be a little bit scared because I think yeah, that's normal. Yeah. But doubting yourself is different. Yeah, you shouldn't be doubting yourself. You should be ready. Like you shouldn't be stood there thinking, "Have I done this or have I done enough of this? Have I not done enough of this?" and like, did my work cut the effect? Is it going to affect me? I don't feel strong. I yeah, don't yeah. feel right. I just think in my head, I'm going to go out and murder this guy. 
So, okay. So There's no I'll, doubt in my mind when I'm going out to fight that this guy's going to beat me. As soon as I'm walking down to that ring, like, yeah, I'm a happy guy, do you know what I mean? I'm going out to fight, it's what I enjoy doing. <laughs> you know what I love? My right? music comes on, it's not like, you get these it's people... It's Joy Division, with, isn't it? Yeah, you get these people with dead serious music and I'm with friggin' <laughs> 80s. Literally, just can't get enough. I know. I mean. You come down, and I've got a video on it. It's the funniest thing ever of Connor just smile, <laughs> smiling. And I think Adam's in the cage, yeah, like, yeah. just pacing. And I'm just there, like, what is this? Yeah, got to be done. I love it. If so, you're not happy when you're fighting, then you're doing the wrong thing, aren't you? Oh, definitely. So, obviously, you, as an amateur, you went to the IMAFs as well. So, yeah. that's obviously. Twice was... I did the Birmingham Europeans. All right, okay. Took a bronze there. And then I did the World Championships in Las Vegas, and I right. took a bronze there. So, what was your what was your record at amateur? Sixteen and four. Right. Okay. Which is still one of the best amateur records yeah. about. I'm like, I, I want to talk about someone that did beat, and I didn't realise they'd beaten you until I met him at the last event, yeah. and that was, is it Shoab? Yeah, 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 Shoab Yusuf. Yeah. So he's a he, beat, he was the one who beat me in Vegas. So he's an animal, yeah. like he is, and he's he's a nice he's a nice lad as yeah, well. He's a really sound guy. So he's just fought on brave, and he made event. He's well, just... that's the thing, because we're both uh, we're both kind of like I was talking to him, and I I obviously knew you guys fought, and he he was the only one I think where everyone was like they've gone they've done something after. Yeah, and he's he is a scary dude. Do you reckon you two would fight again in the future? Um, I've trained with him a few times since then. I'd rather just, I'd rather train than fight. You know? Yeah, yeah. But like I'm close with him. I'm sound with him. I will speak to him. So it's not really a fight I'd be interested in. Yeah. If we got forced to fight, then I wouldn't say no to fighting anyone. But it's not a fight I'd really be interested. in I'd rather train with him and I th- I, well, get some good rounds in that way. That's the thing, and I think he he sometimes I've come across some people at an event, and there are there, there's a bit of ego there yeah. with like especially even amateurs, but then like. With him, I just didn't get that. Well, like, I was just nice having a chat guy. with him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. There's, there's not many people who I fought at amateur. That's why I fought him at amateur because I'm not really interested. I don't, I'm not interested in fighting him at pro now. I've done, been there, done that. And, and like you said earlier, there's no kind of bad blood there. No, that's like, what I mean. I'm it, not interested. I'd rather see him as a training partner now than someone who I could potentially fight. I'm, I'm, so this is the whole thing with UK MMA at the minute. It is so evolving every yeah, time. Like, there's a lot of... like Even the amateurs at the minute, so obviously... Um, Steve's promotion UKFC and obviously Jake and, and AB have a part in it as well. They um they've He's got probably s- one of the biggest for the amateurs in it at the moment. At the minute. Oh yeah, other than outside of like your cage warriors and everything, yeah. UKFC has got such it's, a good yeah, it's massive, talent. It? Yeah, and like you've got so coming up, I think is it October time yeah, around October, then. Yeah. You've got um, Marlon Jones, uh, Liam McCracken, um, Curtis Campbell as well. Those three lads, they are very good fighters and they're very young as well. Well, amateurs nowadays, like we said about the game evolving before, yeah. like amateurs, they used to be amateurs. Yeah. But now amateurs are like professionals. And they're training these amateurs, like pros. These amateurs now, yeah, they're training like pros and they would beat half the pros that yeah. are pros now. So, yeah, like we said about the game evolving, that's another factor of how far the game has come. Like these amateurs yeah. now, the top, the top end amateurs are better than half the lower level pros so. yeah yeah definitely so right the, the last kind of one that we, we want to talk about because it's going to take the majority of the yeah. rest of this your future yeah. it's like when I when I spoke to Deck about having you on like I, I said because you went oh is there anyone you want on I said you straight away because yeah. like, I don't know anyone that's on your level with any sport or anything just yeah. it's just ridiculous 
And I, I said to Deck, I was like, I've I've got a feeling that you're either going to be a UFC champ, a Bellator champ, or a massive promotion. Yeah, definitely. Because you you're firstly that good. You're you put the time in, you put the effort in, but you're also you're not a knob with it. Like you no. still want to help. Like you still at reps. You're still like coaching. Yeah, yeah. And like you're still young, and it's just it's crazy. So. Obviously, I did say to you before about Kabasa. Yeah. So you called him out. So Kabasa was was he the featherweight he's, champ? He still is. He's still he's, at he's right. the EFC. It's an African promotion, EFC South Africa. Um, he's the featherweight champion. Um, yeah, and they put a post online basically saying about who should he fight next, and everyone who I know was commenting on <laughs> it. You know what I mean? and then he comments on it, and he's like, he needs to work his way up. But a few weeks before it, it I showed up, I did an interview with, with Jay Jake Cross on his yeah, podcast yeah. where I said I want to fight him. And then he's commented on it. <laughs> yeah, saying, he did. Let's he did. make this fight happen. And then now it's a few weeks down the line when everyone's tagging me saying, give him the fight, saying he needs to get in line. So I've put this on. I've said, what do you mean I need to get in line? So to me, that's just an excuse not to fight because I don't know if I went over there, I'd plant a right hand on his chin and I'd take his belt and come back to the UK. And like, so was it uh, was it Jake Hadley? Because he did yeah, it. Yeah, he went he? over and did it. Yeah, Caroline went over and did yeah. it. Yeah. So obviously, at the minute, the UK's got a good record of yeah, going well, over and yeah, taking, taking them. what they want. Yeah. yeah. And like, so I don't know his record off the top of my head. Do you? Yeah, I think it's twelve and one. So it's a, it's a, so that it's like, a tasty like, record. Yeah, he's, but he's like a national champion wrestler over and over and over again. Do you know what I mean? He's won it quite a lot of times. Right. He's not. He's not a bum. No, he isn't. But I'd make him look like one. Ah, okay, fall. okay. So and and you're so you're six and zero at the minute. Six and zero, yeah. And so that. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking for these type of fights now. I want these world championships and I want these big fights. I wanna. I wanna get my name out there. Like I wanna be fighting on Brave. I wanna be fighting on Bellator. Fighting on the UFC One Championship. I wanna. I want to. I wanna experience all these things and take everything in and become wherever I end up fighting I want to be a world champion I want to be a champion yeah. and the best that I've always said that wherever yeah. I fight whatever I do I want to be a champion I've done that with UKC yeah. started there so I've been I could become a champion there and then I want to move on to something else and I want to become a champion there and the the good thing that you've got at the minute is options yeah like there is like if I was a promoter of any big MMA event I'd look at Connor and just be like I'd, I'd, I'd take him yeah. now but you also have the issue which you're finding now is no one wants it because yeah. they, they know how scary you are. Well, that's why I want to be fighting. If you get on these big shows, then there's no one who can be turning you down because they're on the big shows. Yeah. So you can't get to a big show and be oh, no, I don't want this fight. I don't want that fight. So there's nowhere, there's nowhere for the opportunity to not be there, if you know what I mean. It's, I'm not saying people are running, but it's like on the regional shows people can decline these fights because they're just getting offered online and yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll pass on that. But then, say if you're fighting on Bellator or Brave or the UFC and they're saying, yeah. this is your fight and you've both got to take it then. And I can't wait till I'm at that level where I introduce myself to the world, where I show them what I'm, I'm capable of and I start knocking people out and choking people out on the big stage and getting paid big money for it. You realise, like, when that happens, I will be there, like, I'll be yeah. that guy, like, when I'm, like, 50 in the pub, like, <laughs> I, I trade with Connor once. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but the, you you are destined for that, like, it, it's just going to happen. But I think the road you take is going to be very interesting yeah. because th- this happens for probably a, a lot of people in your position, which I don't think, I say a lot of people, there's only a certain amount of people that get in your position, yeah. like Shoab as well, where he... 
he's obviously gone to Brave, where he could easily go to Bellator or yeah. C next because I think they are kind of like a feeder for them at the yeah. minute. Um, whereas if you went to Bellator, then you can't go to UFC. Yeah, like it's Bellator and UFC yeah. don't really get on, do they? And, and they can they compete in promotions. Yeah. It's fair enough. So as it goes, your 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 next career move is going to be very interesting. And, and we spoke about it in the car on the way up and like. It's not just going to be interesting for you as a person, but you've got a little daughter as well. Yeah. You've, you've got a girlfriend. You have responsibilities there. And I think now, like, the, the thing that's changed for me, because, like, when I first met you, like, I don't think you'll mind me saying this. You were like a loose cannon in the gym. Uh-huh. Like, you just were. I was just there like, this guy, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and he's Yes, he's deadly as anything, but, like, is, he, is his head there? Uh-huh. And then... You've grown like so, like much yeah. in the last two years, and I think that's part of having your daughter. Definitely, like, it's not just me that I'm fighting for now. Is it? There's a family there, and yeah, I've got to start making some sacrifices with myself. So it's what you've got to do. These sacrifices now that I start to make now, hopefully they pay off in the future, and I'm, then I reap the rewards of the sacrifices that I've made. So I'm part of that sacrifice isn't going out all the time, yeah. like. Cause how, so how old are you now? Just turned 24 now. So these next six years are the biggest six years of my life. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. This yeah, is like when I make it. And... Because, so for MMA fighters, they peak, they can peak at weird times. Some I think. peak at like 33, don't they? Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's mad. It's... Like, so what, DC's like... Just turned his 40 and he's yeah. 41, I think. And you can, you can, yeah, he's been very competitive all his life, but he's peaked probably over the last four or five years yeah. massively. And like that's mad because then he would have been thirty five. Whereas I think, especially in this country, we have the uh, like misconception where we all watch a bit of football. Like you're a United fan, Liverpool fan. Like you peak as a footballer probably from about twenty three to about twenty eight. Yeah. I'd say so it's a little bit younger. Whereas MMA, if you stay healthy, you can peak enough, at like 30, 32, in it, and then yeah. have the best ten years of your life though. It's... Which is, but it is still a short career. Do you know what I mean? It's not a long career of fighting. So, like you said before, there's always something after fighting. You don't want to. And, and that's the thing. And like the, the good thing about like fighters at the minute, like we we started to see it. Like with you, you, you Daniel Cormier, he's obviously going into commentating. Yeah. He's doing bits of the ESPN. Um, from a UK point of view, Dan Hardy's obviously as soon as he left, yeah. he, and he's a quality commentator. Well, that's what I mean. There's options for these fighters now to go into this commentating and like yeah. Michael Bisping and that. You know. Presenter oh, for God. the Fox shows, and <laughs> yeah. I think it's Fox, and I'm not too sure what it is, but he's the presenter for the shows and whatnot, and that's a career for them now, commentating, like you're saying, doing these post-match interviews and whatever. Do you think that, because me and, because um, I came, just came into the gym last week just to see everyone, and then me and Steve obviously spoke that I was going to get you on a podcast, yeah. and I might try and get Steve on one, and um, Steve said, oh yeah, he's definitely got better at the talking stuff. Yeah. And I was like, well, the thing is, you have to, you have to have both at the yeah, minute. Got to, got to promote yourself, haven't you? Yeah, and I think, like, it's not a case of, like, being being like anyone, like, being like your, your McGregor's yeah. and Till's. It's when you try and be like, um, that you fail, do you know what I mean? You can't yeah. just be yourself if you're, like, trying to, you're, like, you come across as a fucking villain, don't you? When you see these videos, like, Conor McGregor wannabes and... Oh, right, I, I don't care that I'm going to say this because there's someone from McGregor's camp from SBG and is it... Uh, That's James Gallagher. Yeah, you know, you know who I'm on about straight away. And he got banged out off that Ricky Bandeas, <laughs> yeah. whatever he's called. Got so, kicked at first. So, like, I, this is what I'm I'm really happy with you where you are you're very, very much your own person. Yeah. Your style isn't necessarily that similar to anyone no. else. 
you're not like you said the, I kind of like preloaded the question earlier where I was like do you see yourself as just a wrestler of jiu-jitsu because yeah. I know you're not that I, like, I wanted you to say it because you, you are a supreme striker you, you do set things up well um, and I know obviously Carl Prince came to the gym yeah Carl's a good guy so, well, really good coach so obviously you've got so obviously you've got stay at reps um, Carl's technically one of your coaches isn't he yeah yeah he's a um, Manchester top team and They've got some good fighters like Kay Musa, um, Laurent Murphy. Yeah, and like Laurent's obviously. Um, yeah, he's made a name for himself yeah. in the UFC now. Um, so he fought, was it Abu Dhabi last year? He drew. Yeah, and then he it? fought on the island. Yep. Um, and then got a win, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he got the 50 gram bonus. I think. Oh, God, yeah. Bonus, yeah. It? yeah. Know, yeah. So he's like putting his name out there for one of Europe's top prospects at the minute, and there's people like. There's a lot of European British guys coming through now, so yeah. hopefully in the next two years I'm one of them guys who's coming through and making a name for himself in UFC. So yeah, that's, what I, that's what I want, that's my aim. I want to be taking these making a name on these promotions and taking these ads out and making my way to the top basically and not really stopping till I get there. So I've got two questions for you well, to finish up. Um what's your tip for anyone that wants to get into MMA? It could be it could be just simple like come in, just come in like to the gym. Oh yeah, it's just get to the gym. <laughs> You've got to get to the gym in the first place, yeah. But um just don't think it's gonna be an easy ride. Stick it out and if things are getting tough, just carry on through it basically, do you know what I mean? It's not an easy sport. No, if you're in it for the money then don't do it because you're not gonna get paid with good money till you make it really, um and you've got to be ready to sacrifice a lot of things. You've just gotta be committed. If you're gonna do it, commit it commit yourself yeah, yeah. to it, that's it. Okay, and then last question. Right, you're you're forty years old. You finished your MMA career. What what have you done in that time? What do you think you've done in that time? <laughs> Hopefully, world multiple world champion on different organisations. I've bought houses. I've got money in houses, and um, I can retire and just say oh, that's me done. Then my kids don't have to work. I've got houses bought all over the place, and yeah, mortgages paid off and. Hey, if we're still doing this podcast there, don't forget me now, Connor. Yeah. Don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm living in America. That's the plan. Live in LA and just wake up, go down to the beach every day and enjoy the sunset. That's my plan for when I'm 40. Love it. Right. Any Anything to finish up with? Um, just Anyone say, to shout out? Thank you to everyone who's supported me up to now. Um, only just getting started. If there's any featherweights or lightweights out there who want to fight, hit me up. We'll get a fight. Let's get it on. Um, yeah that's it really just that's a message to all you featherweights I'm coming number one he's taking over he's the number one baby <laughs> love that